Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast. Here's Ricky Chino and SP3 on the Believe Podcast Network. And a good Friday afternoon to everybody who is out there here on the Believe in Pro Wrestling YouTube channel. It is a pay-per-view weekend. AEW Revolution coming up this Sunday. Eight big matches. Myself and SP3 are here to break them all down. And you know how we do here on Believe in Pro Wrestling. We do not come alone here for these pay-per-view prediction shows. And joining us here today... Emmy-nominated producer and talk show host. You've seen her on New Japan. You've seen her on the Women's Wrestling Talk podcast and so many other places, including Redacted. Emily May Heller joining us here today. Emily May, how are we doing? Thank you so much for joining us. I'm good. Thank you for having me. I, I honestly could not believe you said yes to coming on the show. I'm a, a big fan of your work, and I am happy that you are here to break down uh, all uh, that we got to cover here today. SP3, how's it going? I'm doing well. It's a Friday. We're close to the weekend. We got revolution this weekend. It's going to be a long night. We'll be going to 3 a.m. in the morning after Tony Khan's press conference. So we'll go right into the New Japan show. Perfect timing. Are you there? You're there in person? You're going to experience it all? No, I, I'm I'm in New York. I'm on the other other coast, so I'll be I'll be up at two a.m., three a.m. by the end of Tony Khan's press conference. It's at least in in where they're at in San Francisco. It's going to end at like eleven Pacific. So that's good. yes. And, and at least Tony Khan, you know, read the situation right and said, "Hey, maybe we shouldn't have fourteen matches on the card this time around." When we do a a one hour Iron Man match, so uh, at least we don't have fourteen matches to break down, and that would get. That would get pretty exhausting. Can you imagine if they had eight Iron Man matches? Uh, that would have to be two nights. That's basically <laughs> your, your entire WrestleMania card. Yeah, that's two, two WrestleManias right there. Exactly. Holy, holy God. Uh, for those who are tuning in, we appreciate you uh, stopping by our first ever live uh, pay-per-view excuse me, prediction show. Typically, we record these, but we are live today, so get in on the conversation if you'd like, and uh, just a brief explanation, as you guys know, I don't typically wear the shades uh, on the show today, but daughter gave me an eye infection. I'm not going to subject you guys to how I look without the shades today. So this is the Rick you're getting for the entirety of the show. So here we Again, go. You look super cool. So I appreciate that. And Thanks. if anyone says anything in the chat. I'm gonna take them out. So there we go. All right, like I love. They don't. This. They don't. They don't want that smoke, and they don't want Rick to take off his shades, or they'll no. get you know the yeah. lasers shot at them because he's really Cyclops. It's not yeah. Rick. It's actually Cyclops. With and him. I really love this tiger behind you, by the way. It's very, uh, very concerning, but cool. This. The, my, oh no! Tiger. no. <laughs> oh my tiger! My what? tiger! No, there's two no. tigers. Yeah, that's just my Bengals blanket. That, 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 yeah, Rick, okay. you do not have a tiger behind you. Don't worry. I was like, wait, what are you talking about? I mean, I <laughs> Stitch tiger, but anyway, regardless. Uh, before we dive into everything here, uh, let you guys start uh, coming in here uh, bit by bit. Got to thank our friends over at Bet Online. They remain your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season, and we would not be here without them. They got everything from pro and college basketball to UFC, MMA, and more. Get the latest odds, team matchup information, player news, game trends, it is all there at Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head on over to the website today or use your mobile device to join up 
and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Just make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, that is B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. And we will start right here with the uh, most recent match that has been made official for this card. No holds barred. Jungle Boy Jack Perry going up against Christian Cage, who is back and who is healthy. This is a match that is literally months uh, in the making here, SP3. I thought for a second this might get even darker uh, when when Christian is talking about Jungle Boy's father on Wednesday, and then all of a sudden we cut and we see this man digging up a grave. I'm like, okay, whoa, where on God's green earth is this going? <laughs> Thankfully, it did not go to where my mind went. My mind went to some dark places. Um, I think this is going to be a, a fun matchup. I'm glad that Christian Cage is back healthy. This is a match we were supposed to get back at all out. That ended up yeah. not being the case. Christian needed surgery. SP3, how do you see this one going down? Well, you said this has been going on for months. That's the understatement of this uh, prediction show. This started at Double or Nothing 2021, ladies and gentlemen. This oh, is God. this is yeah. almost nearly two-year story that started with Jungle Boy eliminating Christian Cage from the Casino Battle Royale, yeah. then yeah. their partnership, their mentorship, where Christian led them to the tag team titles, and then them losing the tag team titles and Christian turning on Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, turning then not turning then turning on jungle boy again and now we finally are here no holes barred i think jungle boy jack perry needs the win he yeah. uh needs to kind of get away from christian for a while and i want christian to cut promos on other people's parents after this i mean can you i mean that's some uh that's some chutzpah i guess to be talking about people's <laughs> parents i'm just saying getting personal especially one that was a beloved teen icon i mean you're bringing out like i mean i don't know how, like you just don't attack family members like that just don't so it's, it's personal and again there's personal some personal grudges happening and some uh there's as you said the history and i feel like this is the match we've been waiting for you know jungle boy needs i think jungle boy needs this win jungle boy needs to make this happen make that statement have uh, you know, make this statement in singles competition because he's always kind of been paired with other people and we really need to see him shine on his own. Yeah, and the story of this match, SP3, is going to be, is Jungle Boy finally willing to to go the extra mile? It's a no-holds-barred match. Is he going to be able to pull the trigger and 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 go you know cross that line that he has been unwilling to cross that Christian has taken advantage of so many like time after time after time. I don't know how many times you would need to insult my dead father before I would cross that line, but apparently for Jungle Boy it's it's at least uh, twenty eight. Uh, does he? I, I'm, I'm guessing he's going to cross that line on Sunday, and and Christian's not going to get his opportunity to to take advantage. I I think he gets the win with the concerto. And I think we have sense. a big we had a big missed opportunity for Christian because the one thing he could have said is that he was always team Brenda and Jungle Boy's dad made the wrong decision by picking Kelly on 90210. <laughs> Cause I'm team Brenda. I don't know about everybody else, but I was team Brenda. Mm. Uh, man, I don't know how you can go against Kelly. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's just me. You know, just personal preference. Now we're all gonna have to go back watch it. That's gonna be <laughs> that was part really of it. That should was... turn into the nine hundred two one zero recap show. Uh, that that I'm was here for it. Best, That was one of the best parts of the uh, first season of that '90s show. Was when they spoofed 
90210 uh, on the show and, yes. and nailed like all of those characters. That was absolutely one of the best parts of that whole series. But uh, I got Christian, C- uh, excuse me, not Christian Cage, excuse me. Christian oh. Cage is losing this damn match. He's oh. losing this match. Jungle Boy is going to win. And I do believe uh, SP3, he is going to win uh, with the concerto. Yeah, I ain't, I'm, I'm no, Emily, I'm known for making bold predictions on this show. I ain't, I ain't ready to dive into that bold. No, I think Jungle Boy needs it. I think Jungle Boy is going to take it. I think he's going to step up and, make that happen but yeah i thought you were going the other way rick and i was gonna say something no i i, I also just misspeak uh, a lot in the show but i i, I think your it. eye is messing with your brain well i do have one contact in right now and only one so i'm i'm half blind and also so it's it's a whole thing right now i'm gonna have a migraine by the end of the show oh. our, our next matchup is going to feature chris jericho versus ricky starks no man has jumped through more hoops to get a rematch with a man that he has already beaten than Ricky Starks, but he got his rematch. He goaded Chris Jericho into this match. And more importantly, he goaded Chris Jericho into agreeing to having the Jericho Appreciation Society, specifically JAS, banned from this matchup. But SB3, could we be seeing some larger outside interference? Maybe some, some big outside interference that seems to be the 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 running theory and the rumor mill out there thanks to some recent trademark filings and things of that nature could ricky starks have uh more than just a one-on-one that he uh, apparently signed on for i really want ricky starks to win this match i really do i think that he needs to win this match and get as far away from the jericho verse as possible because he he deserves to be he he needs to be outside of that. He needs to be upward on the card. I think this was a good idea, but they kind of did this the wrong way. I think Jericho should have won the first matchup, and then it would have made more sense for Ricky to go after him uh, a little bit more. But all that withstanding, Jericho's winning because uh, – Tall Paul will probably become a new member of the Jericho Appreciation Society. Paul yeah, I, I think I think there's something to the trademark filings. Those always tend to be, you know, mm-hmm. uh, a tip one way or the other. And the fact that, you know, they're they're looking at I believe it was Jericho, right, that they filed the trademark for. Um, so I think they did that for a reason. I think we are going to get uh, don't call me big show. Paul White coming out and he's going to knock out Ricky Starks in a match that he had won. So you're going to protect Ricky there a little bit, but man, one way or the other, I agree with you. Ricky needs to get as far away from JAS as soon as this is over. It seems like every feud that Jericho gets in just goes on a little too long. Needs to be a clean cut no matter what happens this this Sunday. But I do think that Big Show is going to get involved. Excuse me, Paul White's going to get involved. And he is going to cost Ricky yeah. Starks the match. Emily, yeah. where are you at right now? Yeah, I mean, I think, again, I, th- I agree with all of your points that, you know, we could all, I like how they put that stipulation that the Jericho Appreciation Society is like banned from ringside. I think that's putting kind of uh, pressure on Ricky Starks to really kind of break away, like you said, break away from, from Jericho, break away from that past. And I do think that there are rumblings of something else happening. I feel like this might not be a clean finish. I feel like this this might not be a clean ending to this match. I think Ricky might win, but I think there is going to be more to it. Just kind of how things have been been kind of surfacing and little clues here and there. I think you're right that there is something 
that we're not expecting that might happen for this match. Are you okay, Rick? I, I just want Rick Ricky to win this. Like, I just want Ricky to win this match. Like, Ricky needs to come out on top in this feud and and move on to, to bigger and better things. And and I hopefully Tony's got some some big things in the works yeah. for him because he's just so damn good. You have um, to build, like, even though if, if he wins this match, he has to build to another feud and another moment and another match down the line. And so that is where I think something might happen where it has to build to the next moment. So I think he can, you know, if he gets this win, he can enjoy it, but it's not over yet. So I think there might, you know, there ha- you have to think ahead and make sure that you're, you're always looking for the, 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 the next feud, the next battle. SB3 the next win. Win. Give me Ricky versus Christian cage. Give me that. I'm all for that. Christian, Christian could do his research on Ricky's parents and uh, we can, he could cut promos on Ricky's parents and give me that, that that's the feud. You could sign me up for those promo exchanges uh, for sure. Uh, this one has banger written all over it. It is for the AEW World Trios Championships, the elite defending their titles against the House of Black. SP3, this is a match that you have wanted for a very, very long time. It finally happens this Sunday. How you see it going down? And, uh, you know, I wish I could tell you all about the buildup. But, you know, I don't have 10 seconds to, to describe what they did for this build-up. I wish there was a build-up for I this know. matchup because I would be so much more excited for this. But in the ring, all these guys are tremendous. I think this is going to be arguably the match of the night as far as in-ring work. Mm-hmm. I had the Elite winning, and I think the House of Black attacked them after the match. Hopefully, this is the start of the feud and not the end of it. Mm-hmm. Emily, what about you? Well, I mean, I think you're right here. We, we're we not, like, we're all going to be winners here watching this match because all of, uh, each and every one of these wrestlers are going to put on a banger of a match, right? So, like, we're not really losing in any way. Obviously, there has to be a team that loses. Um, but I honestly, I you know, I honestly think there's, I think the elite are going to retain. I don't think there's going to be, you know, a a changeover. Um, But I think with these trios titles, I think there's this ability for it to shift hands more and have more flexibility in where this title goes and how it changes hands and how they build those stories. And I know you talked a little bit about like the the, the small amount of buildup to this, but I think they didn't need to because this was so... This was like we knew that this was going to be a, an incredible match and will be. So it's like we yeah. all are in, we're like everyone's in it already and for it. So it just feels like it, it, it stands on its own and the reasoning behind it. Now this is a this is a match that man, it's hard to think. Like thinking back to last year at Revolution, right? Like you had mm-hmm. you had House of Black who was on like the pre-show or the buy-in, whatever they called it, and they were facing Pack and Penta and and Eric Redbeard uh, and they ended up winning that match. And this is something that they have like really, really been building to um, finally giving them this opportunity. And I know there are going to be those people out there who think that maybe potentially Kenny Omega and the young bucks contract situation might play into this. And there might be a title change because of that. I still think there's plenty of time left on their contracts, even though they haven't signed new deals before that becomes a factor in any kind of booking decisions. But for the sake of being bold, 
I, I don't know. I, my gut tells me House of Black wins. I don't know why. I don't know how. I think there's going to be some bullshit at the end to continue the feud. I think it makes more sense to continue the this. You talk about people needing wins. House of Black need, needs this. They Dude, need this win badly. There's always shenanigans. There's, do you think we're, there's going to be shenanigans in every match? I feel like there's going to be shenanigans. Shenanigans. Just say that word. Shenanigans. Everybody's calling shenanigans. It's 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 AEW revolution of shenanigans. I was gonna say that should just be the title of the next the next like Ring of Honor pay per view or something. It's shenanigans. Uh, but yeah, I I feel like there's gonna be a lot of a lot of situations. It's almost gonna be like Triple H's book and the endings to all of these matches because I do feel like there's gonna be some bullshit involved with a few of them. Um, but just to be bold and to be different, I got I got House of Black winning it. I think they need it. Um, it seems like they they more often than not tend to come out on the losing side of every feud that they enter to. So if you want to continue this for a while, I think the elite will work better in the chase as opposed to House of Black. I would love to see, uh, like, look, I want this to be a banger, right? But I would not mind if this is a banger where House of Black like controls seventy five percent of it and they just kick the shit out of the elite to impose themselves as a legitimate threat in AEW. I think that is the way to go. So that's what I'm going to talk myself into going with here is I'm going to go with the uh, house. Right. of Black. I like it. I, you know, you might be converting me to your, your prediction. Oh, oh there we I go. Kinda like that. I kind of like that. So why not? It's not like we haven't played hot potato with titles before in AEW. So let's, yeah, let's do it with these trios belts. Why the hell not? I mean, it could be fun. Do it like the 24 seven title where every day you never know. Let's let's not go that, that far. But hey, at least the elite would lose them in a match this time, right? Like so that's that's a step in the right direction uh for them. Uh on top of the trios titles, we have a tag team title match. The AW World Tag Team Champions, the Guns, gonna be defending in a fatal four-way match. I can already see SP3's facial expressions against Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal, the acclaimed. And Orange Cassidy and my man Danhausen. Danhausen, my SP, favorite. SP3. I'm just gonna let you off the leash here. Your thoughts on the state of the AEW tag team division and this? SP3, uh, go wild. This fatal four way match we got set up here. I feel like I have three children. I have my twins, Sydney and Harlem, and then I have the AEW tag team division. And I don't know what happened at four years old. What happened to my little <laughs> child? But my little child is out here smoking cigarettes on the corner wearing a short skirt. I don't know what's going on anymore. I don't know what happened. What happened to the Revolution tag team title? Do you realize, Emily and Rick, three years ago, we had the greatest oh. tag team match, uh, arguably, of all time. Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega versus the Young Bucks. Two years ago. We had arguably the best match on that show was the Young Bucks versus MJF and Chris Jericho. One year ago, we had the Young Bucks versus Red Dragon versus Jurassic Express, a great matchup. How did we get here? How did we get here? To Austin and Colton Gunn. I like them. But ever since they won the tag team titles, I don't know what happened to AEW. It's just like AD, AEW is not the same child that I remember it as ever since they won the tag team titles. The acclaimed is great. They're still over. Uh, play, uh, team TNA has overachieved as a tag team. Jeff Jarrett is great in 2023. I never thought I would say that. Jay Lethal is great with him. 
uh, Orange Cassidy and Danhausen and Orangehausen, they're really great together, and I love them as a tag oh, team. But this is not <laughs> this is not the same division that I remember it as. For all this, I am gonna say the guns win. <laughs> the guns win, keep the rain going, the guns win. That seems to be yeah. the consensus of the yeah, chat I so think- far. I think so. I think the guns are going to retain. I mean, this is such a mixed, like, group of tag teams here. You just have such a mix of feuds and history and and rivalries. And it is, I I do feel like we kind of have, like, a mixed bag of of things happening here that, you know, I really think the guns are going to retain, but I think it's going to be pretty messy. Um, And I think it's going to come down to two teams that are going to kind of uh, really duke it out. I don't think the story is over for the acclaimed as they're chasing to get their tag team titles back. I think the guns and the acclaimed story here. That's yeah. Yeah. yeah, And then we just got two randos, like just added on the end of this. I mean, SP three and I were talking on Tuesday about, well, are we, are we going to get sting and Darby Allen, uh, you know, to throw some, to throw some, uh, some heat back into this tag team division. Could FTR be showing up? Could they swerve us with all this? And it's like, Wait, no, we, we didn't have any jokers in that casino yeah. battle royale, and we just got Danhausen and 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 Orange Cassidy, and we got them for a reason, is because Danhausen is losing this match. Danhausen is losing this match. I think that the acclaimed are going to have Danhausen dead to dead to rights. The guns will then clean up house, chuck them out of the ring, and take advantage of their work, and they will pin Danhausen to retain the AEW tag team titles, and then we can continue and move forward. Uh, with the acclaimed and with the guns as the chase. I mean, this is really going to, this really is a story between the guns and the acclaimed. And I think Danhausen, like you said, is going to be probably the casualty of it all. Um, You know, and uh, not, uh, you know, uh, we all, (laughs) the AEW world loves him, but I think uh, really it's a story between those two teams and, We'll see. That's really what we need to focus on. You know, SP3, you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of this uh, NXT tag team title match that we had a few weeks back where they they built up the storyline between New Day and Pretty Deadly, mm-hmm. and then they put these other two teams in there, and playing the role of Chase U is going to be Orange Cassidy and, and Danhausen, and then Gallus won the fucking tag team match. So does that mean that Jay Lethal and, and Jay, Jeff Jarrett are going to win the tag team titles on Sunday? Man, I, I said it to you before we went live, and I'll say it again here, that uh, if you were go back to the January 4th episode of Dynamite, when they did the dusty finish for Team TNA beating the Acclaim, if you were going to have to take the titles off of the Acclaim, much, wouldn't you much rather have all the heat that Team TNA got compared to the silence that we got when the guns won? Team TNA should be our tag team champions. Give it to Triple J. Come on. You need the I'm heat. here for Jeff Jarrett. We need to build the heat. And it could be a surprising win. And then everyone's just mad. It could happen. And then you're just building another big rematch or a big confrontation later. And yeah, I mean, we yeah. could it could just be a swerve where you just are completely like thrown wow. off and like not even seeing it coming. And could that could that, that's my other prediction that that might happen on this match too. I was going to say, could you imagine the nuclear level heat? I said Danhausen's in there to lose. Could you imagine if Danhausen has the match won? 
and yeah. then he gets screwed over by Jeff Jarrett or or Jay Lethal, and they well, I think it would have to be Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett winning the he won the he hits him with the guitar. He hits him with the guitar. <laughs> One, two, three. Because I don't know if you guys realize this, Rick, Emily, but Jeff Jarrett spends his day working hard on the go, but the hands on the clock keep spinning real slow, and he can't wait to be alone with his baby tonight. And if he gets alone with his baby, the AEW World Tag Team titles, they'll be off cigarettes, off that corner, and they'll be back on the right track. So that said, we're all going with the guns? <laughs> I'm changing my pick. I'm going with Team TNA. Team TNA for the win. I convinced myself. I love it when I can change people's minds. That's that's know, just man, we're flip flopping all day here. Yeah, I, I love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, Stephen Chambers saying Orange will need another back. Ah, there's plenty of room. There's plenty of room. Oh, Jansports, man. I used to fit like three, four Jansport. textbooks in there. Oh man, yeah, that's, a, that's the Jan. He he comes out with the Jansport. Yeah. What was your your Jansport color? I had bright pink. I had blue. Blue is my favorite color. So I had like blue. navy blue or the bright teal. Navy blue. Navy mm. blue. Always because they went with my with my uniform because I went to Catholic school, so it went very nice with my uniform. So nice, nice, matchy, matchy. I went with black. I'm I'm just a simpleton when it comes to that. fun fact though. I don't know why I still have it, but I do. You know how when you like get to fifth grade and they give you like your first ever lock for your locker. I don't know if you guys at schools did that. Yeah. yeah. I still have mine. It still works. I never. I had it my entire grade school, high school career, and I still remember the combination. It is the dumbest thing that I have in my life. But I, I don't remember have. any of the combinations from any <laughs> lock I've had. Like one of my weird. I'm gonna like kind of go off a, on a trail here. One of the weirdest dreams, like a re random reoccurring dream I have, as I'm trying to get into my high school locker, mm. and the combination is not working in my dream. And then literally all my stuff is still there. Like I go back to the, like in current modern day and I go yeah. back and my stuff is still there, but it's like all messed up. It's a weird dream. I, I don't know what it means. Any I, could dream spend, I could spend the next 25 minutes. I could spend the next 25 minutes talking about weird reoccurring <laughs> dreams uh, of my own, but we got four more matches to dive into here. We are halfway home. Uh, SP three. You were talking about Jeff Jarrett getting his baby back. Wardlow, that I feel like this is the theme of the, of the of the show so far. We're talking about dudes who need wins. Wardlow needs this win badly. He needs to get his TNT championship back. I love Samoa Joe. I love the king of television. I think he's going to be a great addition uh, as as like a full time member on the on the Ring of Honor show as the Ring of Honor TV champ. But this this has got to be Wardlow's night on Sunday. He's got to win the belt back. He, I mean, this guy when he lost. I mean, he got he got embarrassed. He lost his championship. He lost his hair. He got written off of television for weeks. We later found out it's because he got hurt. And I'm like, okay, thankfully there was a reason for that because all of that was very confusing to me. This is a guy who was white hot when he won that TNT championship. And then for some ungodly reason, he kind of got parked doing some other stuff. And then he drops the belt. It's time to get this man fired back up. I think he needs to win. I think he will win. What says you, SB3? 
Yeah, I think Wardlow, out of everybody that we're going to talk about with this card, he needs the win more than anyone. And especially after, you know, the sit-down interview with Jim Ross, which I thought was one of his best work that he's done since the MJF feud last spring, uh, and talking about how his hair was a representation of his connection to his father. You can't do all that 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 promo work and not have him win here. The only yeah. issue I have with him winning, like I said, I think he needs to win is that I also think Powerhouse Hobbs needs to win, and they're having their um, match on Wednesday. So is he going to have a three, four-day reign? Are we going to keep the title on Joe just for him to lose to, to Powerhouse Hobbs? That's where the only question mark would be. So I'm not as confident as my other predictions, but I'll go with Wardlow here. Yeah. I Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Wardlow as well because, again, he's it's one of those things that, like, the you know, ROH is, is – coming back is getting bigger and better. Like Samojo is going to have to focus on that. And I think Wardlow needs this. And I think this is the comeback he needs. You know, he lost his hair. Um, there's such an emotional connection that he had with his, his uh, father with that loss of that hair. And this is, could be a really emotional, powerful moment for him if he gets this win. And I think he needs it. And I think Samoa Joe, and I love, like, Rick, I'm with you. I love Samoa Joe. Um, I, I want to give him, you know, all of his flowers and all the all the titles that we can. But I think in this moment, I think Wardlow needs it. I think Wardlow needs it. I think he's going to get it. Yeah, the Hobbs thing, though, man, that's that's tough. Because I agree with you, SP3. Like, yeah. what, did, they already said, like, this match is, like, next week, right? Like, that – did we really need to have this match next week? Like, could we not have put this off just a little bit longer down the field? Like Hobbs and, 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 and Wardlow, that that's a big E special. That's big meaty men bumping meat. Like, you know, let's, let's build up to that. Let's build the suspense. Like you're already giving us like one big E special on Sunday. And now you're going to give us enough. That's a lot of beef. That's a lot of meat for, for, for one week. I would have liked to have seen a little Jeez. bit more of a, a, a little bit of a build for that. Uh, let's see. Antone saying that Joe needs to keep the belt till Miro comes back. Hmm. Let's, let's, uh, I, I, I appreciate. We just, we're just making the TNT title, the sirloin beef division, sirloin beef, all the meat in there. And it has some sizzle. Mm. Yeah. Damn right. <laughs> the problem is if Joe's going to keep that belt until Miro comes back, he may have it till next Christmas. Because I'm not going to believe that Miro's stepping back in the ring until he's actually there. Uh, in fact, I believe we got an update from Fifel on Miro, and there really haven't been any, any no update. one one way or the other about Miro coming back, which sucks because Miro's fucking awesome, and I want him back on my television screen. We got Cincinnati's favorite son, John Moxley, going up against Hangman Adam Page, Texas Deathmatch. SP3, before I ask you how you think this goes, over or under three and a half minutes before John Moxley is bleeding in this match? Over. He's going to make it five minutes, five minutes on the dot, and then he's going to be busted open um, the, the, the entire time. And he's going to go another, another 20 minutes. I'm going to say seven minutes in. Mm -hmm. That's the, I, I like I like the over under here. Where are you going, Rick? What oh, I'm, going, minute I'm, going, I'm going well under. I, it may be under a minute. <laughs> He's gonna I think, walk out bleeding. Just walk out bleeding. Just get it get it over with. 
I think these guys want to be. He's still home. bleeding from two weeks ago. He's still going to be bleeding from two weeks ago. You these guys are going to come in hot and heavy. I wouldn't be surprised if they literally just started this like two wild rams and literally just bust heads with one another. And then they both just start gushing blood from the get go. Yeah, they like start with a hold and then literally the hold is them just smashing their heads together. Yeah. Why the hell not? That's I, can I, that's, I can see it. I can see it. I'm excited because this is a Texas Texas death match. Like this is legit, and we know John Moxley can deliver. Um, but this is a chance for Adam Page to step up his game. He's obviously going to have to step up the violence. Has to match John Moxley's violence, and they're gonna. He has to really hone in. And this, I mean, this feud has been just so brutal, and I'm ready for it. I'm ready for. I mean, I love this. I love these types of matches. I like the grit. I like the brutality of it. And I'm all for it. And I think it's going to, we're going to see some really, really just, just intense moments as always with John Moxley. But I think Adam Page oh, yeah. is going to bring it to another level. And we're going to, we're going to be surprised by what he brings. Yeah. So Emily is right because I I did the equation, guys. You were talking about a Texas death match. I did Texas death math in July oh. 2021. Lance Archer defeated John Moxley in a Texas death match to win the IWGP United States Championship in February 2022. Hangman Adam Page defeated Lance Archer in a Texas death match oh. to retain the AEW World Championship. Therefore, Hangman Adam Page should beat John Moxley in a Texas death match at Revolution. The pattern is there. The pattern is there. Texas death math. Hangman Adam Page wins. That seems to be the consensus in the chat here. Frantic saying that uh, Page should win. Hangman wins. Ref will stop the match due to Mox's massive blood loss. Mox will then finally take his damn vacation. John Moxley, if anybody deserves a vacation, it's John Moxley. But there is part of me, though, that really wants to see Hangman lose this match and then get interviewed backstage by Renee. Like, there's just part of me like, immediately after that. That's, wants just, to that's just cruel. That is just cruel. I just want Hangman to go again. Why does it always have to be you? Like, I really just want to see him dive into that. But no, I think this is a match that could go either way. Typically, we don't see moxley come out on the on on the back end of his losses on of his feuds he's usually the one that always comes out ahead mm-hmm. he lost to cm punk he ultimately lost to mjf are they about to hand him his third straight i think so i think hangman hangman adam page gets the win now we got two world title matches we have a triple threat for the aew women's world championship soraya going for her first world title in nine years She's going to be going up against Jamie Hayter and Ruby Soho and SP3. I love Ruby, just like I love Danhausen. But I think she is in this match to lose, and it's to protect either Soraya or Jamie Hayter. Because either Soraya wins the belt over Ruby and protects Jamie that way, or Soraya can continue her rivalry with, with Jamie saying, hey, look, you didn't beat me. Which way is it going to go? I I got Jamie Hader 
getting the win here. I think Jamie Hader has been on fire since winning the AEW Women's World Championship. I think that she does pin Ruby Soho to get the win because then Ruby will be forced to join the AEW Outsiders because that's what Soraya and Tony Storm need. They need someone else to join their group because it doesn't make sense how they're a threat when it's like two against all 12 and 13, 14, rest of the division. They need more people on their side. And I think Ruby taking the fall here will be the catalyst for that. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of agree on that. I mean, I, I have mixed feelings that Soraya might be a little bit, I'm leaning towards her potentially being close to getting the title this weekend, but Jamie Hader is a AEW favorite. She's had an incredible, incredible reign. And so that's why I'm like, she. so Jamie might retain. And I like this, this idea, the fact that Ruby takes the pin, takes the loss, and that's going to build up some aggravation, build up some fr- frustration, and then alliances are formed. And then you build some more feuds and some more, you know, some more kind of bad blood. I could see that happening. Something just popped into my head here, SP3, because you're talking about having, <laughs> uh, you're talking about having Ruby join up with, you know, the, the AEW outsiders. Man, what if this is all set up? Like, what if we get some kind of like NWO style setup where it's really a two on one attack on Jamie Hader, and then you get Tony on the outside who neutralizes Dr. Britt Baker, and they set this up to where Soraya gets her like Hollywood Hulk Hogan type title win, and they literally like spray paint the women's title belt at the end of this. I'm not saying that's what they should do, but there would be some nuclear heat on that if they just completely wiped out Dr. Britt and Jamie Hader and stole the championship. So in my creative fantasy booking, you Soraya is Scott Hall. Tony Storm is Kevin Nash. Ruby Soho would be six. We need a Hollywood Hulk Hogan who has blonde hair, very muscular, and is a fan, who is a, a favorite of the AEW crowd that can turn. Jade Cargill is going to be Hollywood Jade Cargill. And she is, she considers herself an outsider to, even though she's homegrown, she considers herself an outsider mm-hmm. because she's never been welcomed in. She's never been able to feud with the other ladies. She has to first, the challenger of the month for the TBS championship. And this is going to be Jade Cargill's entryway into the upper echelon of the women's division where she's Hollywood Jade Cargill. I don't hate it. I really don't. Wow, you guys are like really, really going for it there. <laughs> this is what we do. This is what we do. You're unbelievable. <laughs> now, what do I think is actually going to happen? Jamie Hader is going to win by pinning Ruby Soho. I think it's. I think it's going to be simple as that. But man, there's part of me that would like some kind of a weird situation where you just get the nuclear level heat. More shenanigans. Shenanigans. More bullshit. More bullshit. But hey, it's a triple threat. Shenanigans are allowed. Shenanigans are allowed in a triple threat. We appreciate everybody who's tuning in so far here on the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast and our AEW Revolution show, Ricky Chino, SP3, and Emily May. We got one more match to break down. If you guys have liked the show, make sure to hammer that thumbs up button. Really helps drive up our audience. If you're new to the program and you like what you hear, 
You can tune into myself and SP3 every Tuesday live, 2.15 Eastern Standard Time as we break down all the big stories in professional wrestling. We got exclusive interviews, and I'm still working on some, some side features as well. So make sure to hit that subscribe button as we continue to inch our way up to 1,000. We really appreciate all the support. All right. The main course. The 60-minute Iron Man match for the AEW World Championship. MJF, the Triple B, on the line against Brian Danielson. SP3, this is a rivalry that has gotten very, very personal. Uh, we have had multiple, not, not a shock, but we have had multiple just five-star promos from MJF just breaking down every different reason why he hates Brian Danielson from the loving family to the support that he gets to, you know, his, his accolades in the ring. He hates everything that Brian Danielson is even went as far to say is like you spit on my industry by being here with all these concussions that you've had. He just has laid out every single thing that he hates about Brian Danielson with these Joker-esque, how did I get these scars type promos. Is he being truthful? Is he not? Who the fuck knows? But it's been a great build. But at the end of the day, it all comes down to the championship. That's, that's the bottom line here. And Brian Danielson emphatically said he's going to kick MJF's fucking head in on Sunday. This is MJF's match to prove that he can hang, that he can go, that he is as good as he says he is. This is this is the the true Iron Man, Brian Danielson. This guy can go 60 minutes and not even break a fucking sweat. We've seen him do it before. Can MJF do it? He's been getting in shape for it, but getting in shape and actually doing it are two different things. SP3, how you see this one going now? I first want to say this has been the best buildup for an AEW pay-per-view main event since full gear 2021 with Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega because this whole buildup has had a beginning, a middle, and an end. It all started after full gear with MJF turning his back on William Regal, the, the mentor of Brian Danielson, hitting him in the back of the head with the brass knuckles. And then Brian sat at a hospital for a few weeks with William Regal, returns after MJF beats Ricky Starks for the AEW World Championship, says he wants MJF. MJF puts him through the gauntlet, says you have to win five weeks in a row. Then Brian says, okay, I'll do that, but I want a 60-minute... Iron Man match, we get Brian versus Kanosuke Takeshita, Brian versus Bandito, versus Brian Cage, versus Timothy Thatcher, versus Roosh in one of the best AEW Dynamite matches that I remember in recent history. And then all the while, we get MJF with these fabulous promos about getting Roadhead and framing <laughs> his ex-girlfriend. And his, his the love of his life that he wanted to have a family with her, her broke his heart. So he hates Brian Danielson because he had seizures and concussions. So every time he steps in the ring, he is putting wrestling, prioritizing wrestling over his family, the thing that MJF wants the most. And then you get Brian, who just broke down his whole career on Wednesday, said that, MJF, you have a silver spoon in your mouth. Well, I've fought poverty. I've fought depression. I've fought retirement. I've fought head injuries, shoulder injuries, mm -hmm. the authority. 
He said, I had a job that I could have stayed for the rest of my life well paid. I came here to fight, and you better get ready to fight or I'm going to kick your fucking head in. He said the line. He said the line. That popped yeah. He said the line. Um, I think you're doing that. an MJF promo right now. <laughs> <laughs> I've loved this. I've loved this build. All the while, I've known from the beginning. MJF wins, LOL. Yeah. Yeah. But it's the road <laughs> to how we get there. And if they mm-hmm. can have people entertain for all 60 minutes, because everybody always wants to bring up the Iron Man match back at WrestleMania 12. And for a long time, that was probably my favorite match of ever. I remember being eight years old, being a huge Shawn Michaels fan, being a huge Bret Hart fan, and seeing those guys wrestle for 60 minutes. That's what I always wanted. And when I got it, I was so satisfied. And then I watched it two years ago as an adult and I realized that it's 40 minutes of headlocks and that was not very entertaining and I realized those fans in Anaheim fell asleep and I saw some of them leaving (laughs) during the matchup so what we gotta do is avoid that because they're going on after a bloody Texas death match after the elite and house of black have a crazy trios match a no holes marred match a triple threat a four-way they have a lot that they this is the most important match of MJF's career as well so this is a big time matchup I think MJF wins three falls to two with the last fall coming in the final five minutes he hits him with the brass knuckles and then puts him in the regal stretch for the win. I had a very, I had a very similar ending, but my my score was actually nothing, nothing until. Uh, no, don't paid. do that! Don't do that! <laughs> don't do that! That was that was Sean and Brett's mistake. Don't do that. I uh, mean, I'm with you, SB3. Like this is going to be MJF's night. He has to. He has to retain. And again. It's Danielson. Like you're going against the best of the best, right? And those, you're right. Those promos and the buildup has been the best I've seen in years in across wrestling promotions. Like we're invested. We need. We've, you know, MJF is is one of the the best modern people on the mic. Like in current wrestling, is one of the best people to get heat to get people to love you at the exact same time. And it's like classic, like this is like, he's like an old soul or something because he has some old like wrestlers in him. That's like bringing this stuff out. Um, And this is going to be something that, and I, and I think we should be a little worried because it's 60 minutes. There's going to be a roller coaster of emotions, roller coaster of moves. It's going to ebb and flow. And we just have to take the moments in like, kind of kind of appreciate the the the, the silences right because i think there's going to be more storytelling and more mo- moments told in the moments where there's pauses and they're the, them looking at each other deep in the eye knowing that this is a huge huge risk for both of them it's the the stakes are high for both of them and it's just there's a lot riding on this for both of them and we can feel it through the buildup, the personal promos, attacking each other's livelihood. This is a big deal. And I just, I, I do think that MJF is going to come on, you know, come on top. And this will be the match that will solidify his career. Yeah. And this will yeah. make it. This will make his career. This is absolutely his shot. Like I said, this is his chance to prove that he is as good as he says he is. Uh, I do think MJF wins. 
Uh, I'm still going to go with one nothing. I think MJF wins one nothing. Uh, but I could be I could be, could be completely wrong. That's just what I think is going to happen. Not necessarily what I would book SP3. Dear uh, Lord, do not do that. Do not listen to Rick Uccino. Max, Brian, I beg of you, do not. Brian, don't make the same mistake your trainer did. Don't make the same mistake your trainer did. Steven you Chambers. People entertain for 50 minutes with it being 0-0. Zero, zero. And MJF's, you know MJF's going to get himself disqualified. Stop it, Rick. Yeah, Stop. at some point. Like I said, it's not what I would do. I just I feel like it. Uh, if MJF retains, what is next for Danielson SP3? This could be another rough night for the Blackpool Combat Club. Maybe continues their downward spiral towards an overall heel turn. What do you think? Yeah, I think I think uh, Moxley's uh, loss is going to force them to go lean more into their heel side. And Brian Danielson never wanted to go down that babyface tunnel, so he I think he would be <laughs> down to to be heel with them. And then we can get. A four-on-four, the heel Blackpool Combat Club versus the reunited elite. Give me that at double or nothing. I'll take it. Emily, this has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, Where can people uh, find your stuff? Get full promo for whatever you got going on right now. (laughs) Yeah, so I have tons of wrestling stuff. I have tons of cooking shows. I have tons of content coming out. And you can follow me on all social platforms at Emily May Heller. And get, if you're in Philly or D.C., we have New Japan coming there in April. I think it's April 15th and 16th. So if you're in that area, go get your tickets, go check it out. And uh, it's going to be exciting. Awesome. SP3, what you got going on in the True Heel Heat YouTube channel this weekend? Uh, well, we just had our AEW Revolution preview over there with myself, Romeo, and Joe Horbert of the Late Night Grin. I'll be live tomorrow, 11.05 a.m. Eastern Time, True Hill Heat, 2.15, with uh, Miss Chrissy Love and special guest professor Nick Harrison talking about this week in professional wrestling. Vince McMahon back on creative. Uh, Kenny Omega possibly leaving AEW for WWE. And, of course, final predictions for Revolution. So check us out tomorrow, 11.05 a.m. Eastern Time, True Hill Heat YouTube channel. All right. Fantastic. I appreciate you guys who tuned in today. Again, make sure to hit that thumbs up button. If you're new to the program, hit the subscribe button as well. Dropped an interview with Mia Yim earlier this week. Go up there and check that out right now. Uh, That is live. Plus a lot of other interviews that I did Royal Rumble weekend. Those are available as we speak. Uh, And I got plenty more coming up down the pipe. And I want to. I want to thank Emily personally for being on here and thank her for conducting the press conference at Battle in the Valley oh, where yeah. Eddie Kingston cut the most New York promo I've ever heard yeah. in my life because she was great with her facial expressions and everything. <laughs> so I'm glad that we were able to share the camera here. Yeah, he was very uh, he was very adamant about uh, speaking at that press conference. So when, you know, when the king says he wants to talk, you let him talk. <laughs> No doubt about it. All right, guys, have a great weekend. We got AEW Revolution this Sunday. SP3 and myself will be back Tuesday, 2.15, to talk about all of the fallout. Hopefully it's a really calm, easy, nice post-scrum and everything goes swimmingly. All right, we'll be back next year on the Believe in Pro Wrestling YouTube channel on Tuesday. Have a great weekend. We have been brought to you by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.